Hey y'all, this is Chris. I just finished like a 40-hour production rampage making this new episode about Rock Chapel that I hope you enjoy. And um, we got a new sponsor, and I didn't have time to make ads for them yet, Uh, so I just wanted to take a second out at the beginning of the episode and say thank you to Rhino Coffee and Andrew Crawford for coming on board as a sponsor of Once Upon a Time in Shreveport, and also for making and serving all those delicious delicious woolly rhinos over the years that I have so enjoyed. And ice lightning. It's hot. I think I'm going to go get an ice lightning. Thank you, Rhino Coffee, and thank you all for listening. Congratulations, you survived. Yes, we got it. The drive to Carmel. I know. It was... How long have y'all been doing Bayou Chronicles? Um, October will be a year. Yes, October so, 2020 we started it. Which kind of just started very spontaneously as well. Um, I literally posted a story on Instagram about, hey, I want somebody to start a podcast with me. And Crystal was literally the only one that answered. So, I think my answer was, oh my god, yes, when are we getting started, or something. We literally hit the ground running. We had a name within a week. We started doing research on how to record and what microphones we, yeah. we needed. We did everything, like, over a meal at El Paso. We did. We did. <laughs> we went and had Mexican food, which is our favorite. That's actually our tradition. Every time we record an episode, we eat some type of Mexican food, so, yeah. Were y'all friends before you started uh, doing this kind of like paranormal and murder podcast together? We were actually co-workers. Yeah. We worked together and then I stopped working at the place but we just kind of kept in contact with each other. Yeah and then we got closer obviously as uh, we did the yeah, podcast and then we were podcast. hanging out together or talking every single day about something so... Yeah. Did, did you know, like, did you know that, did each of you know that the other was, like, freaky like this? Yes. Because yes. we <laughs> talked about it at yes. work. 
Like, we I would think, just get into the conversations. and. I think I mentioned something about true crime when she did my job interview, because she was my boss. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> and she was probably like, man, this, this chick's kind of weird. I like her. I'm going to hire her right now. And then every shift, we just kind of talked about some kind of something that happened to us or something we saw on the news, on TV, a movie. Yeah, just creepy stuff. And then, oh, it didn't help that at the time, a lot of the people that I worked with were into creepy, true crime, paranormal, or were like, kind of have like a spiritual side. And so it was very... We actually have a friend that sees ghosts. So we would talk about that a lot. She just randomly told us that one day and I was like, you can't hold that out on us. Yeah, we were like, we need more stories. And then that's when we kind of dwelled into like her having like a little witchy side. And then from then on it, we just kind of all were very cognizant of the fact that we all liked these things. And so we would save stuff up and show each other. It, this whole area, um, just for the listeners, we have walked around a little curve on a dirt road, a gravel road, and we've come into this opening where I want to say dozens of trees have crosses nailed on them. Creepy as very creepy. If I was out here in the middle of like the night and I'm just shining a flashlight, I, I would, would have noped out of here. I yep. would think somebody was doing a ritual. Or yes. Yes. So the, from the very first time, before I even did any research on this place, the very first time I visited, I thought, this feels like they're trying to keep something out. Ow. Yes. Yeah. There are like just rings of white crosses on all the trees surrounding Rock, Rock Chapel's entrance. And it's, it is weird. And they're all the same size. Now, they were very carefully planned out, yeah. If I had to guess, and this is totally a guess, I would guess that this is about um, the satanic panic because the crosses look probably 20 or 30, like they, they're older, um, they're dirty, they've been there a while, but in the 70s and 80s, Rock Chapel was vandalized by, and this is from the newspaper, so who knows, but vandalized by Satanists several times. Yes, I read that. When our church is not, though. Yeah, opinion. yeah. Especially it being so far out here in the middle of nowhere. So, um, so I'm about to take uh, Crystal and Bethany from uh, Bayou Chronicles into Rock Chapel for the first time. We are standing at the at the iron gates. I love these doors, though. The, the, I mean, can we just go in? Yes. I just got my stomach just got very unsettled. <gasps> no.
Now for a word from our sponsors at Saints Hair, which is an all-inclusive wedding and event venue located in Benton, Louisiana. One thing about Saints Hair that's kind of unusual, they have two chapels. Here's co-owner Derek Schreiber explaining. We started off with our white chapel. We wanted to have certainly an option for outdoor and indoor ceremonies. If weather didn't cooperate, we are in Louisiana, it rarely cooperates. You don't know what's going on from, from moment to moment. So we wanted to make sure that we had what we needed to give the guests the experience that, that they wanted and for the couples to be able to be assured uh, that they were going to have uh, the ceremony that they've dreamed of um, without uh, having to worry about weather. And then recently we built uh, the outdoor chapel. We can make kind of late late game decisions um, whether uh, the ceremony is going to be in one space or, or the other. That's no problem at all for us. We have the staff, we have the capabilities, and really we're, we're here to serve the couples. We're here to serve the bride. So uh, whatever she wants, we are going to do literally anything that we can to make that happen. To learn more about St. Tear, visit www.saintterre.com. I'm going to spell it out. It's S-A-I-N-T-E-T-E-R-R-E.com. It's a beautiful place. Check it out online or give them a call at 
Hey y'all, this is Chris. I'm so grateful for the support of our next sponsor, Putman Restoration. They're the people you call to help clean up after a disaster like a, a house fire or burst pipes. I grew up with this company's founder. He's a guy named Put Putman. And here's what he had to say about how he got started in this incredibly unique career of his. It all started for me growing up in the janitorial business in Spring Hill, Louisiana with my parents. Went to college, got married and moved to Dallas. And I just wasn't happy with the retail. I couldn't wait to get back in the service industry. I love the relationships. I love coming to the rescue. If someone had a water damage or fire loss or something of that nature, I just loved... Um, results and, you know, just coming to aid when people were down and needed my help. I saw in Dallas when I was in carpet cleaning and I was there cleaning carpet when Katrina hit. So I, I saw the company's restoration company, what they were doing and what kind of impact it had. And I wanted to be a part of that. And so I can't move back to Shreveport and open my own restoration company. And that was in 2006. To learn more about Putman Restoration, visit PutmanRestoration.com. Again, that's P-U-T-M-A-N Restoration.com. Or you can give them a call, 318-453-5029. Tell them thanks for sponsoring Once Upon a Time in Shreveport.
It's small. I don't know. I think that's the thing that keeps coming to my head. It's so tiny. It's like a large closet. It, yeah. But it is a, it is an entire chapel with a, a large um, crucified Jesus on one wall. All of these, um, all of these frescoes that are painted to look like curtains and drapery, which yeah. is really kind of neat. Yeah, it's neat. They tried to make it feel homey, I feel like. <laughs> In the prayer bench. Yes. Right the question that, I'm sorry, y'all, the question that just haunts me, you know, like, when I think about this place is what it, what I'm really standing in. What like, really happened in here. Yeah. yeah. That's my, yeah, that's, yeah. I feel like there's a, um, a real possibility, and it, it, I think it deserves to be said that, that this was a schoolhouse. Um, it was a really small schoolhouse for, for the children of freed slaves that really pissed off the locals, um, and they found a way to undermine and, and, and run these, these monks out of town. Um, but the other possibility uh, is that they were doing really awful things to their students here and that those rumors that spread weren't like subterfuge, they were, they were true. Uh -huh. um, so it's this crazy unknowability, you know? Says that they were doing good, but like you said, the people here were just <sighs> aggravated and made up a lot of rumors that made them look like bad people. And what are you going to believe? You're going to believe the locals over these random people that just moved from Texas. Yeah, think about it. It's you know, it's, it's you this know, area. Children, 1800s. It's don't yeah. yeah. Yeah, this would not be a safe place to be if you were trying to teach freed slaves to read. Oh, 100%. Do y'all feel like if something happened here that it left some sort of presence or mark or energy behind? Do y'all believe in that kind of thing? 100%. I do. My whole family is like that. Uh, my late granny, she used to tell us stuff before it would happen. She would have premonitions. She would have visions and stuff. And she was a very religious woman. She believed that God would give some of us gifts like that to help others along their journey. So I do feel like something... I don't think it was the people here, the monks and stuff. I think somebody else came to this spot and did something and it left something here. Because I feel, my stomach feels very unsettled. But when we were in there, I felt fine inside the chapel. Now I just feel like I just, leaving immediately. Yeah. I, don't, I will be the first to tell, and anyone who does listen to the podcast will know, that an ongoing joke is that Bethany is super attuned to these things and I and she doesn't really care to be and I really want to be so I, I yeah time. I'll be like hey last night I saw a man standing in my bedroom doorway and she'll be like freaked out and I'm like eh, I just rolled over and went back to bed there's nothing you can do well, and I, I hate it but I mean if it's me that has to see it Crystal wants to so bad yeah